Out From Work Podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 125 of the show today. This is where we get to work, making work a passion, living life full-time creative, doing what we want to do. So interviewing musicians, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people living alternative lifestyles to do the things that we want to do. That's what we're about here. So joining us tonight is Sky Marinda, Tarot Coach. We've never had a Tarot Coach on the show, so I'm very interested. And she is coming at you from DC. But uh, Sky, um, first of all, thank you for being on at like a random nighttime here, Thursday night. Thanks for being on tonight. And um, well, I guess like people who haven't heard of tarot coaching before, what is it and how did you get into it? What's, what's Sky Marinda all about? Yeah, thanks for having me. So with tarot, I mean, tarot coaching specifically is kind of like my twist on it, I guess. Like, yeah, <laughs> let me back up though and just talk about tarot. Wait, like, very first thing before I even have you in, am I already saying it wrong? <laughs> am I saying like, am I not supposed to pronounce that T at the end? People typically say tarot, tarot or oh, what's the other one? Tarot. <laughs> tarot. Okay. All right. So let me just start the podcast by being incorrect. Um <laughs> So, but that's what's cool. It's like I, I like I truly just like knowing what other people are up to, and now I get to find out more about this. So, tell us what tarot coaching is all about. Yeah, I mean, so tarot, you know, as a thing, is seventy-eight cards typically in a deck, and I have these images on it that are broken down into suits and major arcana, minor arcana, and they all have their own meanings. Sometimes people put their own twist on them, which is what I definitely do. I think most people who read tarot have like a little bit of the traditional meanings, a little bit of like their own spin on it. And But basically, people use it for self-reflection. Some people do use it to like try and predict the future. I'm a little less about that because I kind of think like it's not necessarily helpful to know whether or not something's going to work out. It's going to mm. maybe like prevent you from even trying. So, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's mostly for self-reflection, growth, that kind of thing. That's interesting. And I think that that probably, at least from my own standpoint, coming from a space where I just don't know a lot about it, right? I'm open to it. I'm like, this is cool. This is interesting. I can see the benefit from the outside understanding that I have. But I bet you a, a common misconception would be that people believe this is only for predicting the future. I ever heard someone say that it's about self-reflection, which makes way more sense of how you predict your, even how you do predict your future, the self-reflection piece. That's really interesting to me. And especially where you're saying like, hey, I kind of made tarot coach. Like it's not a thing, but I, it is now because I made it. That makes a ton of sense to me because you're using tarot, it sounds like, as a way to help people make decisions for how they do go to their future, or maybe it helps them understand why they're doing something right now. That's, is that, what do you think about that? Is that? 
Yeah, totally. That's totally how I structure like my readings to go. It's kind of like, okay, like let's talk about where you are right now. We can kind of like get into the feels, like, you know, acknowledge all of maybe things really suck right now. Maybe things are okay. Maybe things are good, but you know, you still have things you want to do. And then, you know, the reading is just about like, okay, so how can you get to where you want to go? Hmm. Interesting. So I guess like I, I've got a ton of questions for you, Sky, because like I said, this is like this, this makes a lot of sense to me. First of all, like I guess before you work into working with other people in this way, how did you get into tarot? I know that you like briefly, we like, we, like spoke a little bit beforehand, like how you were an artist beforehand. I don't know if that has any like piece in it at all, or if this is all like mindset and vibe and everything like that. But how did you get into tarot? And then how did that transition into what you're up to right now? Yeah. So I got into it just kind of, uh, I don't, it was like an accident because I was just trying to go to Salem for Halloween for fun. Salem Mass? Uh, yeah. Okay. Two hours from here. I'm yeah, all about you. it. Hell Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to go have the best Halloween ever. It's going to be super campy. There's going to be historical tours. Like, yes, I'm all about this. And as I was looking into it more, there's all this like actual witchcraft going on, like actual like witchy stuff, tarot. And I was like, whoa, people actually do this? Like this isn't (laughs) fake. And so it kind of caught my interest. And then I had a friend who noticed it caught my interest. And he's like, oh yeah, I've been doing this for like 16 years. Like, here's a tarot deck. Let me like show you how to do it. Whoa. So he was already, you had no idea, but he was actually doing, he had been doing that. Yeah. That's cool. And he kind of gave me my first lessons. It was really fun. He was just like, look at it. Like, what do you see? And that is where like, I think the artist background does come into play. I think there's lots of different ways to read tarot. Some people, it might be more of like symbolism and like astrological meanings, like that kind of thing. But for me, I definitely look at the picture on the cards and draw a story from it. And sometimes like different parts of the illustration or the picture pop out to me. So yeah, I think like my art background definitely influences how I read tarot. Interesting. So basically you were on just like a vacation, like a trip, and then you went to a reading of tarot and that's like, and you were into it. And then this friend who, who had been doing it, you were unaware of was like, Hey, it seemed like you were like into that and you like dug it, but like I do it too. And this is what's up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so like you get into it and then like, and then what? Then I was just doing it like by myself, maybe with friends, like it was very casual I didn't start doing it for other people until February, 2020, before like everything happened before COVID. Like I was trying to, (laughs) yeah, I was trying, I know I was trying to figure out how to make money for this art program that I was trying to start at a local organization, like doing like free art classes for like teens and youth. I was like, okay, but how do I buy the art supplies? Like And my spouse was like, oh, just like go to a bar, like read tarot, get donations for it. And I was like, okay. Well, at first I was scared. I was like, no, I can't do that. But then finally he convinced me and I was like, okay, you know, people probably be pretty nice to me because it's for donations for like youth. Like no one's going to get upset. (laughs) But I ended up really loving it and like, realizing it was a great way to like connect with people, like encourage them. So yeah. Interesting. And so 
what were you doing, I guess, leading up to that time, Sky? Like, what were you working on at that time before this became more of the thing? Yeah. I mean, I've been through so many phases. <laughs> like, I think a lot of artists do in like early 20s, mid 20s. I was like very much like, who knows what I'm going to do? Like, I was, I used to do performance art about like sex education. I would like dress up as a fairy and like throw lube at people and like teach them about lube. And that was really fun. But, you know, I just kind of like the passion waned a little bit. (laughs) And so, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll do like more fine art. And I still do art on my own. But like tarot was the one that was the most like immediately connective with people. So I just kind of was like, oh, I think this is what I should do. Yeah. Well, I mean, this show is about creatives and living a life of passion, really. And the cool thing is like, I have so many people on here that are doing things that I guess in other people's perspective is not creative, but I truly believe that creative is just a different thing than what we put it out for outputs. Creative is like a mindset and a way of thinking and a way of approaching things. And it's like that subjectiveness, that way of interpretation and the way to like really kind of like see a story or like go through something like that, that's creativity to me. And that's probably your piece of like this art background or this creative background in the past, your way of being able to connect with people through tarot. You're connecting through art in some way or another. Now you're using art that's pre-done in a card or, or in some some way, and you're using that to visualize a way to connect with them. I don't see any difference, you know, for me. And it makes sense to transition to in different spots of your your life to have different ways of connecting that time because you're a different person. You're dealing with different issues or you're having different like good things that are happening in your life at those times. So like that makes sense to me, you know? Yeah. All that. <laughs> <laughs> all <of> those things. <laughs> so sorry. Right. So so you're you're trying to raise what was the program that you were raising for? Was basically to get arts in a certain specific place or was it what was it that you were working on? Yeah, I was just, I was trying to make a community project where we did art classes for youth at this local organization in DC. And so, you know, with the, when I did tarot reading at the bar, we got like a hundred dollars, I think $110. And I like was like COVID hit and I was like, okay, well, we can't do art classes. I guess I'll just wait until COVID is done. And then I'll use the money to figure out art supplies and all that. And then, you know, of course, it like didn't end. <laughs> so I just like donated. Then the it money just kept to, going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of donated the money that we made from that night. And, um, you know, it's like, okay, well, move on, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally don't want to like tangent all out on it because we have so much to talk to like in your specific space. But like, I commend you for doing something to support arts because they're not being funded. And like my thing I was thinking about this earlier today is like, how much is a society that we do value art? Like, like the amount that people pay for music tickets and the things that they're doing to buy clothing is a fashion that's created as an artistic way to express people. They put it on as a piece, right? All these different things in society, we value art really high. But then whenever you're at schools or anything like that, where people like you or I are people in the audience who are creatives that want to be creative and they're younger. We're taking those programs out of schools and we're making it so they can't do stuff. So it's like how it's crazy to me 
that you can value art so much as as a society, but then say we actually don't value it at all to create any. We want this. We want all the music and we want all the art and we want all these movies and all these creative, right? We want all those things, but we don't want to give you any of the tools to create people that will continue to create those things for us. How do you plan to have the things that you want? It's so crazy to me. So I commend you for trying to raise some money and keep uh, keep people creating. That's that's awesome. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. So you're so you're in bars doing tarot. How did that even like? What wh- what bars did you pick? How did that go to like get people into it? What was that process like for you? Yeah. So I had done. I organized an art show at this bar in DC like a year before. Um, and just had like a bunch of people that I knew and didn't know that made art about sex education stuff because I used to do that. And cool. they awesome. were, this bar was just really cool about it. They were just like, oh yeah, just like show up, put up your art, all good. So I like emailed them again and I was like, hey, can I come like read tarot and like collect money for donations for this project? And they're just like, okay. So like, <laughs> yeah. So always ask, you know, people, uh, bars especially i mean i know it's different now with covid but especially if you're not like if they don't have to pay you to be there and entertain people like yeah. you know yeah i think a lot of times they're just like okay sure yeah i did that for a um so i was supposed to run my first marathon ever and then covid happened and it canceled all races that were like organized things and so i ran my own and i like charted it out but i had it so that our finish line was at a brewery to your point, right? Bar, brewery. And I was just like, hey, can I have it so that you donate? Like, uh, I just had, I just asked if they would donate like anything to the cause if I had people come there. And they're like, yeah, you're going to have people come here and buy more of our beers. And I was like, right. yeah, there's going to be people at the finish line and the finish line will be your brewery. So I get there. I'm going to have a million beers because I just ran a marathon. And then all these people are going to have beers. And they're like, yeah, that's awesome. And it's like, don't be afraid to ask. That's a really good point because you because you you can't get a you can't get a yes if you don't ask and like a lot of times people are super down if they're not like you're not coming in you're like hey i want to do tarot cards and you need to pay me a thousand dollars to be here you're like can you can i come in here and then people will either be staying longer because they want to hang out with me and do this or people are legit going to come in because they want to get this done and then hang out in a bar and do tarot because that would be dope right so yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. Bars are, I mean, bars and coffee shops, like those are great places to have events if anyone is trying to have an event somewhere because of what you're saying. Like, they're like more, do you think they're just more accepting of it, maybe? Yeah. And I think they see the value, like we are talking about in terms of like you're just bringing in more customers for them. So it's a win win. Yeah. Yeah. So you start doing this for that organization. Where does that translate or where does that change then, Sky, from being like, here's this thing I'm going to do to raise money for this art program that I'm doing. Now COVID starts to hit or I'm not sure timeline where that starts to go down. But where do you make that transition now to this arrow coach, which is kind of like a new thing that you've created, which is like, I'm going to use this medium that is this one thing, but I'm now going to use this for all of these different reasons. How did all of that happen? Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, I'll keep going to bars and reading tarot. Like, this is going to be awesome. And then, of course, like, you know, couldn't do that (laughs) because of COVID. So I just transitioned to doing it online. 
Um, I used to stream a lot on Twitch and like just do like tons of people for readings for whoever would show up on Twitch. Um, Yeah. And I might go back to Twitch, but I just had to take a little break. (laughs) It was a lot. But um, yeah, the transition, it, it happened over time for sure. It wasn't like I suddenly had everything figured out. Like it was, a, I think, another good part. So I feel like a lot of times people think that you should like immediately be like charging high prices and like that kind of thing for your services. And not that you shouldn't charge and you shouldn't make money, but I definitely used that year, that first year to like figure out what's my style? Like, how do I work with people? How do I, what's it like to give readings for tons of people who I are strangers who are totally different from each other, who are from Instagram and Twitch and TikTok and like all over the place. And yeah, it was like a yeah. really good learning experience to like build up over time. That's interesting. And, th- and I think that that's really valuable for like a lot of creatives that listen to the show. Has that, was that the first time that you ever started working people? Like you didn't never met them before and you're meeting them through not like, uh, like, cause like if I was walking through a city and I saw like tarot readings or something super possible, I'd walk by and be like, ah, let's just do that. That sounds interesting. You know what I mean? I would just go do it. But like, you're meeting these people because you came in through COVID, TikTok, Instagram, you know, Twitch. What's your, what, what's some uh, advice for people out there that you're like, maybe they want to start doing that? Or like, what's some experience that you got from meeting and interacting and then doing a service that you created through that? What's your take on that? My advice in terms of like how to get started? I guess so. What was your like experience going through, like starting to do all that? I think the biggest thing to do is to not be worried that's not like happening fast enough. Like or thinking you should be somewhere you're not. I think it's really easy to think that it will things will just I don't know, snap into place really fast cuz there's all this like I don't know. You just see other people doing well. And so it's really hard to like compare yourself, not to compare yourself and be like, "Oh, what am I doing wrong?" Well, you know. And it's just like, you know, getting started, you're just finding your own voice and you're getting comfortable with people. And so just getting started is kind of like the biggest the biggest hurdle in some ways and not giving up then. Also, like sticking with it and being like it's it's okay that things are like where they're at. Yeah. Like, like, what was it like? What was your like first, your first like client from TikTok or Twitch or IG or anything like that? What was that like? I mean, I think I definitely got more confident as it went on. It's hard to remember like the first now because it's been a while, but it's definitely like, yeah, Yeah. but I I was definitely like more hesitant to, I was more worried about if I was right or not. Like, especially because mm. with like tarot, like people have their certain expectations about like how much you mm. can like predict or how accurate you're going to be. And so I felt more pressure to like always be like exactly right. Like, oh, you're going to, or you're feeling really like sad right now because like something's not working out with school. And I started getting more confident of like throwing things out there. <laughs> And like it gained my like gaining confidence of people being like, wow, that is what's going on. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I'm gonna like doubt myself less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's scary. 
Like that, I, I totally think, I totally see that as scary. Like sometimes people say like some very specific stuff during those and like, you're like, it hits you. If they're right, it hits you. And you're like, holy shit. Like this is crazy. And I'm in and I'm bought in. And sometimes like there are people that, that go all in and it's like a, uh, it's like a gamble or something. They like say something. You're like, I don't have any kids, dude. What are you talking about? You know, they're like, but you kind of have kids or something. What? What's uh? I guess like like let's get into the tarot portion. Like, what what do you see the difference between like what are some people's expectations of like what tarot would be or has been in their past, and then like some of your style or some of the ways that you're using it now. What do you see in between those different things of like? I expected this to be this thing and it's this thing, both good and bad, I guess. Like, what do you see from people's, like, what are some false expectations of tarot? What are some ways to use tarot that you see? Yeah, I think the false expectations are definitely like that. I'm going to be like, oh, yes, your mother was born on July 2nd and like, you're going to meet someone in two days and you're going to be soulmates or something like that. But I think on the other side of that is like the good expectations. A lot of people are scared to get tarot readings in some ways because they're afraid I'm going to like tell them something awful is going to happen to them. And that's totally not like how I structure my readings at all. It's totally about like, what can you do to help in your situation? Or what can you do to like actually change things or get to where you want to go? So I totally am not like giving out like doom and gloom. Okay. So you're not like, Someone comes in and then they you literally like put the first one down. You're like, whoa, <laughs> um, do you want me to, do you want me to read this? And they're like, what are you talking about? You're like, mm, you're going to die tomorrow. You're like, you're not doing like some crazy shit that they're like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I was like, never. Do people tried to- think that's going to happen. Do they, are they like expecting that? I think sometimes, I mean, it goes the other way too, where it can be hard of like, I think I've started to like do a little bit more predicting because it is what people ask for sometimes. And they'll ask, you know, a big one is like, is their ex going to come back? And that's always a hard one because like, Mm. I don't want to like break people's hearts and like kill their dreams. So I try to do it of like, okay, like, let's think about it. Do you really want them to come back? Or like, if they, do come back like what's the way that you can like actually communicate together Hmm. um that's really versus like you know having the same fight again just like two months down the line that's awesome because it's like and that's why i feel like you've decided to call it tarot coaching because i'm i'm always hesitant like i'll be like honest I'm always hesitant when I see coaching because it's such a hot term right now because it's such a redefining way to say what's happening right now. And it's legit too. Cause like life coach, life coach is like hurts to say, but also like <laughs> it does make sense too to have like in all coaching. It makes sense. Like things that people are able to see in your performance, the things that you're doing when you're on the field and they're just watching you it makes sense for everything to have coaching. It makes sense why that term is important right now, why we've redefined a lot of different things as coaching. But I'm always hesitant when I see something coach because you just have to be so careful because there's a lot of bullshit out there too. But it's so <laughs> it's so cool with with what you're saying with tarot coaching and what you just said to me of what 
you are utilizing it for because you're not telling you're not trying to tell someone like positive or negative like oh yeah you're good this is going to happen for you no matter what happens like you're just good tomorrow you're fine or the opposite of like you're bad like things aren't cool for you you're not going to be good you're like you're like let's let's analyze the situation and you're you're literally using the median of of tarot a thing that they're invested in in that moment is just a way to communicate with them in a way to jump into some issues or topics for them that are really important and meaningful that they may not even, I bet you they don't even talk about this stuff like normally. And, and because you're in this environment or you're using this medium that they're invested in, it's a way to like really like get down and talk about stuff and plan things and like reanalyze where do we want to go? What do we want going on? Just as a way that's non-threatening for them. That's like what I feel from what you're saying, from way you're using that. That's really cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's not. Um, we don't have a lot of opportunities to like talk to somebody about what's going on where they don't um, have any like stake in it. And of course, there's like therapy, which I don't try to be therapy. Like, I recommend yeah, yeah. therapy to a lot of people who come. Like, I'm like, oh well, this sounds like something that an actual therapist should talk to you about. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's helpful. Because they might not have gone right. to a therapist unless you like identified it through this way. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and so, but if, you know, and sometimes, so they don't have someone who's like maybe believes in them or is like cheerleading for them. Like, I mean, like not that my parents were bad, <laughs> like not that them on blast, but they're very like traditional in terms of like, okay, you get a good job that's like very practical and like, you know, just keep, just do that. And when I'm like, I want to do, I want to be an artist, like in school in college, they were like, Oh yeah, go be an, go be an art major. That's cool. But then once I graduate, they're like, okay, like, like now it's time to like go work for a museum and get like a salary job. And that one, I was like, well, I didn't like major in like curating or art history. So I can't really go work for a museum. It doesn't really like work that way anymore. But yeah, and so they, yeah. they're kind of like scared about me doing like creative things, you know, because they want me to like be okay. So Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like, I, I mean, we talk about this on the show all the time, but it's like, uh, it's so funny how every major and every creative, it's like the same conversation where like my roommate in college, she was an English major. And every person on the planet was like, oh, you're an English major? So you want to teach? And she's like, no, I want to write. And like, that would be my living. And they're like, they just like, don't understand. You know what I mean? You're like, you're like, yeah, I want to be an art major. And they're like, oh, cool. So you want to be like an art curator or an art teacher? And you're like, no, I just want to be an artist and then find a way to monetize that. And they're like, does not compute. Like it does, it's the same thing for every, I'm an audio engineer. I'm like, I want to be an audio engineer. And they're like, oh, so like a wedding DJ. And I was like, oh no, no, <laughs> just an audio engineer. Like I just, I help people with audio and they're like, hmm, um, like working live sound at a venue. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, you know, I totally get that. And it's not their fault. It's coming from a really good place. They just want you to feel good when you're waking up and like have like a steady life and have the resources that you need but they just are coming from a space usually where they just don't understand. They just don't know what you've 
learned and the people that you're networking with and people you're meeting and you literally are talking to people every day that is an artist is living, they just don't understand that that's happening because they've never been exposed to it or lived it. So it's not like they're like being a jerk. It's just the differences between us, right? The differences between if your uh, parents weren't straight up both artists or mine weren't both audio engineers, there's just differences in the way that they're going to see the world. Yeah. I hear that. I feel that too. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about like talking to people. (laughs) Oh, talking to people. And then I don't know how we just jumped to this. I don't know, actually. I can't remember. (laughs) That's okay. Um, we were, I know that we were talking about how you were, you recommend sometimes you talk to people and you're like, Hey, you should do therapy. But then some other times it's just a very helpful exercise for them to communicate through things anyway. And that's perfectly great for what it is basically. Yeah. Sometimes people just want validation too. Like if they, like one time I had somebody who had a pretty successful art business but they were actually miserable with it. And um, so they came to me and I didn't know they were miserable with their art business. Actually, I looked at them and I was like, wow, you're like, you know, living it. That's awesome. Uh, But then I like pulled their cards and I was like, oh, it's like, I'm getting like that you're burned out. Like you're really exhausted. You just don't want so much attention on you. You kind of want to like withdraw a little bit. And she was just like, yeah, like I... I'm just kind of tired of the whole like Instagram game right now. I think I want to do something else. I really want to take a break. Um, And so like we talked about that, like how, and it just validated how she was already feeling and like validated, like it's okay to take a break right now. Basically (laughs) that validated for her that she felt that way, but she didn't realize that she felt that way until she kind of like reverse engineered it with you to talk through that. That's crazy. What do you think is the biggest thing that gets people interested in going through tarot? Tarot. <laughs> um, someday <laughs> you'll hear me like fifty years later. I'm like tarot, tarot. <laughs> I think a lot of people they just don't know what it will be like, and so it is cu- like a curiosity. There's like, let me try this thing. Like I saw one of your, like I post a lot of reels or TikToks and people are like, I found you like on reels. I don't know. You seem cool. So like, let me try this. I've been watching reading. a bunch of yours. They're cool. <laughs> oh, you do a good you. job with those. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And they're just kind of like, I don't know. Let me like try this thing out. Like, you know, you said it would help with clarity or like, you know, deepening my perspective. So like, sure, let's try it. Yeah. Cool. So you're finding a lot of people that are finding it basically just through the content where they just are interested in in it just by what it is, just because they don't understand it and they want to know more. And they're like, let's do this thing because it's cool. Yeah. And some people do read tarot themselves, but like it's hard to read tarot for yourself sometimes because it's like, you know, you see what you want to see or like, it's hard. You just look at it and you're like, I don't know. What does it mean? Like, because it's for yourself and it's hard to be subjective. So a lot of um, people who read tarot themselves will come to me because they are like, okay, I need someone else to like, help me see what's going on here. Sure. Yeah. Basically like they're just hearing an outside perspective on 
their thoughts and that's like beneficial to like anything. Yeah. Right. Totally. I go to tarot readers um, too. It's cool because everyone has a different style. So I like to see how other people do it too and see what they, what they've got for me. Yeah. What do they, have you talked to other people? Like what do they say your style is or what do you see the difference between styles? I think, I mean, some of it's personal experience and people's just like vibe. Like I'm like people who are more maybe like straightforward. I'm a little bit more like give it out gently. <laughs> that sounds sexual. Um, but like, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you uh, said that you, were, have... you were a lube fairy or something in the past. Exactly. So maybe you're coming off from that vibe, it's, you know. It's still there. But yes, and some people have different like traditions that they're working from, like spiritually. And so they might have like that perspective or they maybe, yeah. So it's just totally like kind of like your different backgrounds, your vibe, that whole thing. Um, But yeah, but people always tell me like, they're like, oh, like, you know, now this time of your life is all about self-love. And I'm like, no, damn it again. (laughs) That's something that people commonly say. No, it's just that I don't, it's like, that's the hardest one for me. Like if people were like, oh, focus on like your career, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to work hard. But people are like, love yourself. I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't know. That that one's hard. <laughs> to love yourself in general? Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like my thing for this life, I guess, is figuring that part out. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's like always a struggle, right? Yeah. What would you say to people that are like not interested in tarot at all? Are there are there they're maybe not just straight up not interested, but they're just like rejecting it or they're hesitant? What would you say to those people? What's your what's your take on that? Uh, my take is always like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right um great well i'm doing that here yeah i mean it's really it's fine it is funny to like get the comments that are like oh this is all bullshit this is fake like you're a liar you're a scammer but like it's like how do you convince like i mean if i'm like i'm not a liar like how is that convincing so it's just like whatever they can think that that's like the permanent anti-troll attitude right just like you can do what you want to do. I'm I'm just doing this here, right? Yeah. That's kind of my favorite way to like respond to the hate comments. I'm just like, okay. Like <laughs> and then they get bored <laughs> and they leave. I remember on our uh we have like a YouTube channel that's like covering some of like the I'm like building a studio, so it's like covering the the process of renovation. And there's one episode, like I'm like an OG like uh, like punk and hardcore kid. And so uh, there's always like that music around me in our, our, in our YouTube video where we were like doing like a yard cleanup. It had like punk music and it was really like in your face, punk music fast, really raw. And I was like, this is perfect. Cause we're like cutting weeds and shit and like all sorts of stuff that's like gritty and like grody. And I was like, this is perfect music for it. And I was like, I was into it. I was feeling it. We got like, troll city of like all the boomers in the world collected into one little spot and they were just like this video is great i love watching people cut down crops and shit 
and vines and things like that from this old house. But like, I hate this music. And so we got like 15, 20 comments on this YouTube video. Our channel is like super young. We have like 200 plus subscribers, like not a lot, right? And uh, we're just starting to get trolled like daily. And we're like, what the hell is happening right now? Why are people just like hating on me for punk music? Like I thought it was just like cool. And then what happened is all the trolls boosted the algorithm. And now that video is at like 6,000, 7,000 views. And like all the other videos are at like a couple hundred because they trolled so hard on me for my music selection that the video did really good. So then I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm putting punk and hardcore and like metal on every fucking video that I do now because like that's who I am and like that's what I want to do and like it worked and like I think that that's a great perspective is you're you're going to keep doing your thing and then like if people aren't cool with it or they're going to troll you about it then it's like great I, no. I don't know like I'm sorry that you don't like the music but like that's what I like like I, I don't know that's what makes us all human is that we like our own thing from our own background and that we're willing to keep doing that, then it's like everyone has the right to do that, you know? And it's so true that like the videos that people don't like, like I don't want to make like purposefully videos that make people mad. Like that's not what no, I do. No, yeah. But the ones that people do get up, like, you know, the trolls come, they do always do the best. And so it is kind of like, <laughs> if you are like making stuff online, like having haters isn't a bad thing. As long as you're not like, you know, <laughs> doing things on purpose to like be mean or something. That's going to be my new uh, mixtape, Sky. It's going to be called When the Trolls Come. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's never going to come out. But um, <laughs> yeah. What do you see? Like, do you see any common trends in the conversations? Like, are there any things that you see as like turning points or things that people tend to bring up the most or they are interested in the most when you're having these conversations or these readings? I think the two, er yeah, the two things that people ask the most about are definitely like career and love. I mean, it kind of, they are the two biggest parts of life. So it kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it depends on like what age people are too. Like if, they're like in college I get a lot of questions about like like am I in the right major which I totally understand because I was in the wrong major so it's it's hard to figure that out when you're like you were yeah well I mean you've been in you think so I was in something called communication arts which is kind of like illustration graphic design commercial art and I was like, oh, I chose the wrong major. I should have been in painting and just like done whatever I wanted. Because um, I just had a miserable time like doing the assignments. I was like, they're like, you know, make an illustration for this newspaper article. And I just would be up till 4 a.m. like trying to make it being like, God, I don't want to do this assignment. So, you know, so I, I mean, but I always do try to tell people too. I, I like getting a lot of questions about college actually, because I'm like, it's really okay. Like, you know, there are some careers where like, yes, your undergrad degree matters in terms of like mm -hmm. getting there. But in a lot of yep. times, like people can do something totally different like me. So it's okay. 100%. Yeah. Like there are certain career paths, like you want to be a veterinarian or you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer. Like there's certain things that are like, 
you need to specifically have this degree to get this other degree. And that's the only way that you get this job. Fact, right? That's it. The rest of it though, I mean, like it's whatever you want to have happen. And then there's a bunch of degrees that you just don't have to have at all. If you're able to have that cognition or that uh, mentorship or these other pieces that allow you to form who you need to be without that before that. And then that's, that's where it just gets nuts is like all of that spot where you're like, you're like, dude, I've been through it. And like, I had this degree. Now I'm a, a tarot coach. So like, uh, you know what I mean? Like there's a ton of people out there that are like that, where they're like, I did this and now I do this because ultimately I'm this person that did these things that are good at these things based off of this background. So I became this person that I was meant to be regardless of anything. You know what I mean? So that's an important conversation that you're having. If you're having that with a bunch of students, I'm glad that you, you have that. Yeah. It's always fun too. I'm just like, it'll be okay. Cause it's, it's hard to be 18. Like, I mean. Totally. That's why I'm into like punk and hardcore music. Right. <laughs> I had to trust myself and be like, yo, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Uh, I used to, I went to school in Richmond, so I went to, I used to go to like a lot of basement shows too, but. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Most tattooed city. (laughs) Wait, most people, most tattoos happen in that city? Yeah. It's like most tattooed city, like per people or something like that. I never knew that statistic. Seems really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Fun facts about Richmond, Virginia. All right. Everyone who wants a tattoo, move to Richmond. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) What made you move from Richmond to DC? Um, After school, I took a trip to Denmark for two weeks and I came home with like $12. So I (laughs) literally $12. And so I moved home (laughs) with my parents and I was like, oh, I'll leave in a few years. Um, And then crazy stuff. Well, I got into a crazy car accident. And so I spent a lot of years recovering from that um, and getting not afraid to leave my house again. So, you know, I have friends friends in that situation. Yeah. And then I just I'm still in D.C., but now I'm like not with my parents. So that's nice. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. So what's like, uh, what's the future look like for you, Sky? Like what's this? I know like it just kind of happened like right before COVID. And then like you went into, like, it's pretty amazing that you went into like working with people through all the social in like a thing that you just started before COVID. Then like you go through this and like, like what, what's your take on the future of like what you're working on right now? And what's that, what's that look like? Yeah. So I want to keep have, well, start having monthly workshops again. Um, you know, I still do have day job, but I'm going to cut back on it a little bit so I can have yeah. more time to do monthly workshops about tarot and, you know, down the line, I'd love to like have my own deck like because i do have art background so create my own deck and oh that'd be rad people would love that huh they would love that 
Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> they would. They totally would. And yeah, just kind of see where it goes from there too. So explain to me just from like a newbie outsider, what, how are you able to create your own deck? What are the, are there different decks that you can use? I don't know anything about this. So like, what, what are the, what is your ability to create a deck or, or what are these different decks that are available? What, what is this all about in that way? Yeah. So I would say like the past 10 years were like a renaissance for tarot decks. Like so many people creating their own and, and like designing their own and yeah, they're all cool. So it's, I mean, I think it depends. Like you would make probably all the images either traditionally or digitally and then you'd have to figure out like, how are you, where are you going to get them printed? You know, that whole thing. But um, otherwise you're just making the images yourself. Right. And, and what leads you to create those images? Are those based off of like, I know you said 78 cards in a deck. Are those based off of a certain 78 different principles or discussions or items like that? Or how, how do you create those different things? What yeah, leads so, you in the direction to, to stay true to that medium? Yeah, so there is there's a few different types of tarot decks. Um, the one that's the most common is called the Smith Rider Waite deck, and it's from 1909. Wow. And that one, yeah, it's I still love it. Um, but most decks do base their cards off of that deck still, even if maybe they're, they look radically different, they tend to go by those meanings or kind of like draw upon that imagery. But yeah, but basically, you know, you have your major arcana, which are cards zero through, I always get this wrong because I feel like I should know this by heart. It's like zero through 21. Whatever you say is going to be right to me. (laughs) So, you know, whatever you say, I'm like, sky's tarot coach. I've never done tarot in my life. Whatever you say is right to me. <laughs> Whenever numbers come into play, I'm like, oh, shoot. I did not do great at math. I'm, I'm an pretty- I do art. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure zero to 21. I know there's definitely 22, so that makes sense. Yes, this is adding up. Okay. Um, but those are the major arcana, okay. and they, they're like the fool, like the high priestess, the magician, all the way. So they each have like an archetype or like a theme. And then there's four suits. They tend to be the cups, wands, swords, and pentacles or coins. And those are kind of like a traditional playing card deck where it's like, you know, two through ace. So yeah, people typically follow that structure. Sometimes they add extra cards. Sometimes they change up the suits dramatically, but it tends to follow that scheme. Yeah. Wow. I like need to research this now that like we've talked about this. I like need to understand this. That would be really cool if you came out with your own deck. That would be cool. Like I think uh like for me, like from an audio standpoint, like a, a dream or a goal of mine is like sometime I want to come out with my own like drum samples or my own like uh like loop packs or like things that are sounds that are specifically like how I create to be able to get to other people so that they can create off of my vibe or like my energy. I think that's the same thing. Like you, you create this in your own vision of like how you interpret it. And then people can literally use your interpretations to create more because then they're going to take your deck and they come out and that makes them think when like, you're like, you're like, Hey, I'm a very visual person. I look at this and the way that I look at that art 
changes how I'm going to talk to this person. I think the same way with audio where like I, I like by nature, me coming from like this, uh, like both classical and like hardcore and punk and all that background, but I do a lot of pop and rap and rock now. I always have a little grit and a little bit of darkness to my sound. Even if I'm in like a happy pop song and like, it's like all like cool and it's about partying. Like, it's like, it's just not a sad song. I'm always very aggressive. Like my sounds are very like distorted or they're reversed or they're mixed up or they're cloudy or like, there's always a little bit of like tension to what I create. That's my brand. And I think that's so cool that you're like thinking about like, how can I as an artist create something that is based off of something that everyone does? Like everyone has this standard, right? But my creation can be part of other people's creations. I love that concept. And I love, uh, I think like a lot of other creatives should do things like that, where they create their, their take on something for other people to create with, because then like from there on out, like what they use that to create with, how they do these readings, how they create their own style of being a tarot coach or whatever they do or whatever people take my samples and they turn it into a disco song or whatever the fuck they do with it. It's like, that's cool to me. That's like another level of uh, creation based off of what you can, what you can even do with your own stuff, you know? Yeah, you should. You sure. should do that. You should do that. I think that would be the sickest thing. No. <laughs> I, okay, I will because you told me to. <laughs> oh man, nice! I have so much weight. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I, I have like uh, like six questions I ask people at the end of uh, okay. the show, like every time. But I guess like one last thing would be like, is there anything that people should know about uh, like tarot? in general that they like, like, is there anything like that we haven't covered that they like, they should know about it before I ask you like my six questions at the end? Yeah. I think that you don't have to like believe in tarot to use it. Like you Mm. don't have to be from a specific like spiritual or religious background. Like you can be an atheist and really like it. You can be Jewish and really like it. I've had like all range of clients and yeah. So you don't have to believe in anything. Love that. Yeah. For you to get something from it, because it's just an exercise of like how you interpret things versus someone on the outside interpreting things with you. It's always going to be valuable. All right. So my, uh, my questions at the end, Sky, I ask everyone, uh, so that we can kind of hear like the range of all these creatives, like answering the same stuff. So first one is going to be like, why do you wake up and do the thing that you do every day versus any other thing that you could do in the world? Why do you do this? Yeah, I, I think I do it because it is, oh man. I know, it's sorry. It's a heavy hitter questions at the end. <laughs> I mean, really, it's like so fulfilling to do creative things. Um, it's so creative or it's so fulfilling to have like a thing you're working on, to be making things, to have something you care about. Otherwise, I'm like so bored. Like I hate watching Netflix for more than 20 minutes. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> like, cool. Unless it's Demon Slayer, to be fair. But um <laughs> Uh, binge worthy huh yeah yeah some things yes um but yeah it's like you know otherwise i get bored and it's like so fulfilling to have something to work on and make things hell yeah that's why you're a creative right 
Yeah. You got to create shit. <laughs> um, what would be the, along the way, like what's something that like you would tell five years ago you not to do? Like, hey, this, I learned a lot from it, but like it really sucked. Don't do this thing. Um, this is something I need to tell present me too, because I still haven't Damn. really learned this. Okay. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just like stop worrying so much. I'm like so anxious. I worry about everything. Yeah. So just like not to worry about whether things are going to work out, to just like chill. <laughs> Fair. I think that's like a very, I know that that sounds really simple, like people who are listening to the podcast, but like if you're making a difficult decision in your life, especially like a lot of people who listen to the show, a lot of people, like I looked at the the demographics are like 18 to 34. You have so much time to fuck up and continue to fuck up and do it like over and over and over again that like just you're going to be okay. Like it's cool. Like it is chill. Like it, it doesn't feel that way. Cause like a lot of you people out there are like perfectionists or like hard workers or like, and I respect the shit out of all of that. But like also sky says to be chill. Like it's cool. You'll be all right. You're going to be good. You know? All right. Flip side to that. What would be like, instead of like the thing, like, Hey, don't do this thing. What's like, this was the best idea I've ever had. Like, what is the best thing you've ever done? You're like 10 out of 10 would recommend do this. Yeah. I think I'm overthinking the five years thing. Cause I'm like, Oh, five years ago. I don't, I feel like I, a, this doesn't have to be five years ago. Just like <laughs> what's straight up like the best you're like, damn, this is the best thing I've done. This is awesome. I think the best thing, I mean, yeah, it's really been this past year. Like the best thing I've done is like put myself out there. Yeah. Um, and not be so afraid that I'm going to like fuck it all up and like people are going to hate me. So I think just like, like doing something, like putting yourself out there. I mean, like everything that you've done takes a ton of strength. Like, first of all, to go into a bar and be like re- and doing the tarot readings, like you're just attracting attention. You're attracting it from like a really sometimes rowdy crowd. It depends <laughs> on the bar, but like you're attracting attention, like stuff's like happening, right? That's first of all. Second of all, social media is no joke. It is an absolute bitch for anxiety and like depression of like watching other people, but also like the way that you work with trolls with what you said earlier, where you're like, just doing my thing, man. Doesn't matter what you're doing. I'm going to keep doing this. You can just like eventually leave here. I don't know. You know, all of that takes stupid, stupid strength. So like you putting yourself out there may sound small to anyone, whatever, but like this shit is hard. So like, that's, that's huge that you did that, that you worked on that. That's a huge, like this, the best thing that I've done is putting myself out there. That's huge. It's no small feat at all to conquer this shit. So yeah. What would you say? uh, What would you say? This is like a new question I've done for like the past three episodes, but I'm digging it. What would you say your superpower is, Sky? If you had a superpower from who you were, like say you were like a, a superhero in a comic book, what's Sky's like superpower in, in, uh, in life, you know? Hmm. I think my superpower is being able to like be okay with what people say to me. 
if that makes sense. Like I've had some people who, you know, they weren't happy with the reading because I didn't tell them that their boyfriend was going to come back. And, or I've had people who are like frustrated because, you know, life is just not going great. And I can just like take it in and just feel like, okay. Like, so I think it's just about being like connected to people and like understanding where they're coming from. Mm. Which isn't always easy, but it's definitely something I can like tap into. It's not easy, especially like when you're in the moment, when you're receiving that. It's a lot to like take in something that is like a negative force, but like you're able to see right past it and be like, this is where it's coming from. This is what's happening in the moment. This is why, you know, and like just take that like as a sponge, you know, it's huge. Yeah. What would be some resources that you'd recommend to the audience can be based off of tarot, can be off of coaching, can be off of creative business art, anything that you're just like really about, like book, uh, video, movie, YouTube, podcast, what's some resources you recommend the audience check out? This maybe makes sense because I have talked about my like sex education background, but like my favorite book maybe ever, is um, Mating and Captivity by Esther Perel. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. And it's not, it's about sex, but it's also about relationships. She's a therapist. She also has a podcast. But yeah, Esther Perel, like everything she does, chef's kiss. It's so insightful. Wow. Okay. We haven't heard that on the show before, but like that's interesting. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, she talks about like, I don't know, she gets to like the root of like conflict and relationships and it's so good. Hmm. That's a lot to dive into. And that's like <laughs> the majority of you said, like people talk to you about like careers and relationships, right? So like there's clearly like you look at all art, right? Art is usually showing status or relationships when you're listening to songs, like how many pop songs are about love? love happening or love broken up, right? <laughs> it's clearly like a very pillar concept of human behavior and expression through art. So why not analyze it a little bit and see why you make some of the decisions that you make, right? Makes sense yeah. to me. Last question is the easiest guy. Like where do people keep up with you? Where do they keep up with what you're up to out there? Yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I'm sky.marinda, which is like Mary with an I. Hopefully that makes sense. Dot tarot. It's not a common name, which is both helpful and not helpful. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> SEO um, is good. The SEO is good, right? But people remembering yes. it, they're like, I don't know, sky something. Yeah, <laughs> just do like sky and then start to write Mary, but with an I, and I think I'll come up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's mostly where you can find me now. Okay, cool. So people who are out there right now, that will be in the show notes. So you can just click over and see what Sky's doing right now. So you don't have to remember it perfectly. But uh, I think that you could probably follow because I, I had to find your stuff too. And I feel like that that would probably work. What you just said is a trick. So, but uh, Sky, like, thank you so much for being on the podcast and like sharing a bunch of stuff that's new to me. And uh, now I've got some research to do after that because I always want to figure out more. And you've just kind of like opened me up a little bit to that. Cool. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Cool. Cool.